Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, welcome to today's episode. Listen, y'all. I just realized that I basically have taken a year off of all the things that I had been working on, all the goals I've been setting, just everything. Let me explain how that happened. So I get on Facebook. I enjoy Facebook. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Facebook, Facebook, it's for old people, but whatever. I enjoy Facebook. I get to see, you know, keep up with people in my family that I don't get to see often or talk to. I get to keep up with friends. Um, Because even before COVID, I was a person that didn't like to go out much. And if I did go out, I wanted it to be small and intimate. So when COVID happened, I'll be honest, I was like super duper excited and in heaven that like we had a reason to stay home now. And so even after COVID is kind of lifting, I mean, I know we're still in COVID, but in a lot of ways, we've gone to kind of a new normal of still going out, enjoying life and, and things like that. But anyway... Even with all that in place, I still find myself enjoying to be at home or really like not going out in places. So I use Facebook as a way to just kind of keep up with everybody that I want to keep up with that I may not feel like getting on the phone and talking to because I talk all day with my job or just I'm busy with the kids. Anyway, what have you. So when I get on Facebook, I always do kind of the same process. And one part of that process is to check Facebook memories because I always like to see like, you know, what was I posting last year? What was I posting, you know, years ago on this time? And I'm not, I wasn't in a, you know, pretty consistent poster until probably around COVID that I really started posting like pretty often. And then I always post kind of like what my kids are doing, my younger two, um, because they're both athletic and they're into sports and into activities. And so again, since I know I'm using Facebook to keep up with people, I know that probably a lot of my friends and family are also doing the same. So I just post things on Facebook, you know. Anywho, so as I'm checking the memories, which is one of my favorite things to do when I log on to Facebook, I started looking and noticing like all these memories are popping up. And you know, like if you're on Facebook or you use something similar, you know, when a memory pops up, it tells you like, you know, what year you posted said thing. And so as I'm looking at the years on some of these accomplishments or some of these things I'm posting, especially in relation to my career, I started noticing a common theme that everything was starting to say two years. Everything was saying three years. There were only a few things or there's only been a few things that pop up that say one year ago. And so I was like, hmm, well, maybe I just wasn't posting stuff or like maybe I forgot to post. And so I started going through my email and my pictures and my phone because There's a lot of things that's in my phone that I never post just because I don't feel like it or just because I feel like it's not something that I, you know, need to post, want to post. I also like still, not still, I'm also one of those people that 
I still, I do ask my kids if they're okay with me posting. And if they say like, nope, I don't want that out anywhere, anywhere, I don't want people to know, then I won't post it. And then I have things like that too. Like there's tons of things I do in my career or in my day-to-day life that just never make it online. So people in my close friend group like likely know about these things, but like the, I don't put them out anywhere. And so as I started looking, I realized like, oh my goodness, I really didn't do much last year in regards to my career goals. Yes, I saw clients and yes, I did a couple of little things and I, you know, fulfilled all of my contractual obligations. But if you have been following me for a while, then you will know that, you know, two, three years ago, I really started getting back into speaking and training and just kind of being out there. I I was a guest on a lot of podcasts. Um, I was kind of talking about, especially self-sabotage. I was talking about self-sabotage any chance I got the last few years. But when I'm looking at these Facebook memories, I realize I didn't do hardly anything last year so far. And we're already at the, close to the end of the year. So the chances are not looking good that things got better. Because typically third quarter, fourth quarter, you know, we all start wrapping up or, you know, winding down because fall and winter's coming. So it's not looking promising that there's going to be some magical thing that shows up that I did. And I looked through the pictures and looked through emails and there's not really much. And so when I was looking at like, what in the heck happened? Like, how did I get to this point? Like, I've, I've been a career driven. I've been a goals driven. I've been an accomplishment seeking person for as long as I can remember. It's looked different through the years, but that's been a common constant theme with me that I am all about development. I'm all about improvement, you know, just all about keeping going. And we can go into a whole lot of areas about why that is. And I'm not going to kind of spill all that out for you guys because that's things that I did work on in therapy. But that leads me to start talking about how it happened, right? So I went to therapy, as as I've talked about on here before. um, And again, if you're new listening, this might be, you know, something new for you. But if you've been here a while, and I hope you've been here a while, that, you know, I've talked about before that after my mom passed, Um, Just all the events surrounding her getting sick, her passing, Um, I I felt completely lost and empty after she died. And it, you know, I fell into a a pretty major depressive episode, which led me to going to therapy because I am a therapist and I know that therapy is, therapy works wonders. Therapy is great. I know the benefits and and the, the things that, the great things that can come from therapy And I also know because I teach it and I, again, this is what I do and I love what I do, right? So I teach people how to recognize when it's time to go because there are levels that we all have for ourselves of when something is just finally too much and we need to go. So I had hit that point and I went to therapy. And so during that process, you know, we did all the work of what I came there for, which was to work on the grief, to work on me feeling lost, to work on me just trying to try, trying to figure out a new way to live because I was really close to my mother. And I know people say that and they're like, oh, you know, whatever. But my mother was close to all of her children. And and in fact, my mother was close to anybody that she decided to form a relationship with. You had a close relationship with her. If you meet people that say they knew her and they didn't have some type of, you know, connection, then she probably really didn't just, you know, fool with that person for real. But my mother was the type of person that, wouldn't outright say that, unlike her daughter, me. 
I'll say it in a heartbeat that, you know, if, if I'm not feeling it, I'm just not feeling it. My mom was not like that. And so I remember striving to be that and feeling like, you know, when she passed, I had kind of lost the opportunity to to do that. I kind of lost my footing on being able to learn more from her because I did like that piece of my mom sometimes. As a teenager, I absolutely hated it. But as I got older and my kids began, you know, got older, I really started to appreciate the fact that my mom didn't always say everything that she was thinking. She didn't feel the need to hurt people's feelings or, you know, I know we don't call it hurt people's feelings, but she didn't feel the need to be this blunt, outright, in your face type of person. And so, you know, as part of her passing, like that was another layer for me of like, man, I'm, you know, I'm going to miss that about her. And I'm going to miss the example of that from her. And I will say that my sister, one of my sisters does a great job of, of, of still showing that example because she did get that trait from my mom. Now she has the ability to cut real quick and real fast, but typically she chooses not to. And she chooses to, you know, take the quote unquote um, role of, of least resistance. And so as I'm looking through and I'm like, okay, so I went to therapy, I did all this work, I did this healing. And fast forward, you know, I went to therapy then, of course, worked on that, started feeling really good again, you know, kind of got back out, sort of doing my stuff for my career, realized some new truths about myself and was really working. And then, uh, you know, such is life, some things happen. And so I went back to therapy. Um, and then in 2020, I experienced some a major surgery I had to have. And so thankfully, I was back in therapy because I knew as a result of what was going on with me medically, like it, it brought up some stuff. And so that time we really started to dig in and I was like, you know what? I am ready to really peel these layers back and I'm ready to figure this stuff out because I'm really tired of this cycle that I found myself on, right? So I was tired of going to therapy, getting you know that feel good back, but then stopping and then something happening and here I'm back in there. And so the last time I went to therapy, we really started to dig in and we really started to figure out what was kind of going on. And one of the things that we landed on was part of my trauma, part of my past was really related to this idea of proving, this idea of needing to be moving, needing to do something in hopes that I would get something in return from people. Not in the not in like a narcissistic way or or any way like that, but just in, you know, as a trauma response from some things. And this is where I also want to make sure I plan in that we all have experienced something that's planted or that became traumatic, that it doesn't always have to be a major situation, right? Like there are some little nuances and little things that we experience that end up causing us to have like trauma later or end up causing us to have negative beliefs or negative experiences later because, you know, that's just how the brain works. And so as we're going through and we're digging in deep and we're going in, I finally hit that level of realizing that it was about proving, right? And so naturally, because uh, it's me, I'm all about development, all about growing, all about getting to the root, clearing that root and living the life I want to live. Like that is true and true who I am. No matter what's going on, that is where I'm always going to stay in my lane, so to speak. So as we started digging in, I realized that I was doing a lot of things in a hope to prove and in a hope to fill this bucket that was never, it wasn't getting filled. Like no matter what I did, no matter how many events, how many talks, how many podcasts, how many clients, 
how well I did with my kids, with my husband, like it just was not getting filled. And so as part of therapy, right, which is why we go and what it's about, ultimately, I started learning what to do with that. I started learning that I needed to find my own peace. I needed to stop going and running and doing so much. And we've talked about superwoman complex and there's there's all this talk, especially for black women. And especially if you are a high achieving black woman, meaning like you're in corporate, you're entrepreneur, like you aren't just doing the normal day-to-day stuff, so to speak. Maybe you are. Anywho, we know that there's this thing on us that we are constantly going. And so I was exhausted. And so one of the things that my therapist helped me realize was that I was exhausted because I wasn't finding peace. I wasn't finding joy. I wasn't operating from a place of perspective and balance. I was operating from a place of trying to fill that bucket. And so one of the things that I learned through that process and decided to do was to really start sitting down with myself and saying yes or no, and really ask myself, what's my motives behind trying to go do said event or said thing? And if it didn't fit what I wanted it to fit in a healthy way, I just didn't do it. And so here I am at this year mark, because again, I've looked at these Facebook memories and realized that 2021, I didn't do much. And so the reason I learned, I sat with and realized was because I had was so exhausted from all the running I had done the years prior that I started saying no to pretty much everything. Now, there are great pieces that come from that because, you know, with that, I gained a lot of perspective. Um, I gained a lot of clarity. I really was able to get deep down with myself to identify what I do like and what I don't like. And we all talk about doing that. And in some ways we do do it on like a superficial level, but I really was able to kind of go in and really dig in and see like, you know, what is it that I like and don't like? What do I want to do? What do I not want to do? And so part of that year was great. Now, I don't necessarily recommend everybody take a year off to go do this because there are some other pieces that come with that, you know, that end up triggering other things. Um, especially related to making sure that financially you're in the right spot to do that or can do that and whatnot. And if you can't or you don't need to, don't want to, no shame, no shade, no nothing, right? But it did lead me to kind of come into this thing about how I recognized with myself and then ultimately with the people that I've worked with through the years and then, you know, just studies and whatnot, that we typically heal based on an incident or we heal based on what we think is our you know, traumatic situation. But in reality, healing impacts everything. Healing impacts every piece of your your past, present, future, your relationships, the way you view things, the way you experience things, the way you taste things, right? Like certain foods don't even taste the same to me anymore. Like there's a lot of change that happens. And so as I think about even in my own career, and I think about how, you know, it's easy to look at, at that, the fact that we think that healing is linear when in reality it's not. It led me to thinking about EMDR, right? And so anyone that knows me knows, right? I hate when people say that and here I just said it. Anyway, I love all things about EMDR. I like the fact that with EMDR, it is a way to process and reprocess and desensitize things that cognitively we have the ability to, to block. And I like the fact that you don't have to 
necessarily believe what the person is saying because it's really not up to you to believe or not believe like it's up to them but you get a chance to go in and, and heal pieces and talk and process things that you verbally may never want to say out loud because of shame because of guilt just because of whatever cultural things and so and looking at the fact that I didn't have Facebook memories and looking at the fact that I realized that I did sit down for pretty much an entire year, it led me to thinking about how with EMDR and specifically with the AIP or the Adaptive Information Processing System, I know this is a little bit too techy, so to speak. This is a little bit too therapist related and this is not therapy, but I have to say it this way. We often talk about, you know, healing a belief or healing a network or healing the cognition or targeting those things. But what it, I realize is that we often forget all of the areas that it impacts and all the ways that it impacts those areas, especially in relation to looking at how you think you're healing this one incident, right? So here I thought I was going to therapy to heal this thing or to work on this thing of me needing to prove myself or needing to do these things in hopes that I would get something in return. And in reality, it really forced me to look at all, all of my life. And I didn't think about it at the time. And I think even when I work with some clients, I often forget that there are other little pieces as a, that's a part of the AIP that also get impacted. And so when I was thinking about this and talking about it, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about another friend, not to be negative or not in a gossipy way, but just talking about how this other person, you know, they went through therapy and they did some healing but because they're on the other side of it, they don't they haven't been able to pay attention yet that some of the changes that they've made to benefit them are now kind of impacting those around them. Not necessarily that it's good or bad, but it's impacting people and how it really is an adjustment for you and everybody around you when when you go through these changes or when you have these experiences. And so here I am again, just kind of thinking about how these changes take place. And how with these changes comes new things, new experiences, and how people around you really do have to decide how they want to navigate the new you. And that's not for you to sit with and, and decide if you want to alter your healing process or alter who you are for them. It's just saying that this is something that we have to be aware of. But as we kind of wrap this up and I, you know, think back to the fact that I didn't have memories, there I have a lot of excitement about realizing that I took this year there's also again there's this clarity about what it means and what I want it to mean and where I plan on it going now but I just wanted to give you you know just an insight to what's going on and just to leave you with if you notice that you don't have quote-unquote memories or you notice that you're not accomplishing things to really look at what's going on what's happening in there that is leading me to be in that space and do I want to do something about it? And if so, what? What do I want to do about it? Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at. And also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.